0: All right. We are live. Kathy, it is episode six, season four of Drink Like a Lady, which is designed for you as a female leader to get a seat at the bar and a seat in the boardroom. And this particular season, we are focusing on how to think strategically. We've talked about how to get started. We've talked about how to poke holes in your strategy and road test it to make sure that it's firing on all the right um, cylinders. And today we're going to talk about measuring how to measure and see if your strategy is working. And why is this piece so important?
1: I mean, it goes back to that whole saying that what you measure, you can manage. And when you do not measure something, you do not, you don't even have the satisfaction of knowing whether or not you're moving along. Cause sometimes it looks like you may not be moving along in terms of meeting your goals and your objectives, But actually, you know, you've really come a long way. So it's so important to measure what you're doing.
0: I am in the middle of doing this with my sales coach for the Facebook ads. For the first time in earnest, I'm spending a lot of money on Facebook ads for my masterclass. And we couldn't understand that the conversion rate to the landing page was great, but there was a certain point where things would drop off and because we had so many KPIs around the ads, we were able to identify exactly at the point when the traffic dropped off and and toggle accordingly. So can't say enough about that
1: yeah good that's that's I mean that's a that's a great example of how even the small things that you do a um, measurement point of it, is important so you actually feel like you're getting someplace as well as knowing that you're getting there. Yeah,
0: well, I'm also crying at how much money is going out the door, but that's me.
1: <laughs> measuring that too.
0: <laughs> so this week in this episode, we're going to discuss the language for sharing strategy for for operations, selecting the right KPIs, and the language for sharing strategy with your team members. So let's get started with number one: Great. the language for sharing strategy with operations. And why did you choose this first?
1: Well, I think it's really important that you've got to have organizational wide goals. You ha- need to understand that the strategy is a part of a long term, big picture uh, objective for the business. And then there's short term tasks that go along to get you where you where you're going. So understanding that it's sort of a cascading you know, component, you know, when you start with strategy, you go to uh, long term goals and then you go to short term tasks and um, tactics.
0: So the first step is to communicate the goals and the measures. Once you've established your strategic objectives, you got to translate them.
1: And what's important here is to understand how you have to state them and what they mean. So what is the goal? Be very clear about what that communication is. Um, When does that goal going to go into place? And when are you going to start on it? Because sometimes goals that are sitting parallel to each other start at different levels and, and at different periods of time. Um, how you're going to get it done as part of the strategy and who's going to do it and make sure that each one of those components are measurable. So if it's when you talk about when, are we talking about uh, lo- launching uh, two to three months from now, six months, etc., and then go backwards and figure out when you have to um, start working on that I used to do time and actions years ago before um, people actually started talking about this and it was, we, we needed to ship things, and we needed to get the orders in and what did you have to do so that I, I would always work backwards,
0: a point of differentiation, sharing strategy with operations versus sharing strategy with team members. Can they be one and the same? Or are they different stakeholders?
1: Well, functionally, they all have different components that they add into it. So, for instance, the operational piece of it, it depends on what your lag time is, what your lead time is. Is it a product? Is it a service? How quickly can you turn it around? And then I always tended to have the kickoff conversation on strategy with everybody together, because Mm -hmm. what might happen is you might be blindsided to say, Oh, I didn't think of that. I had to speak to marketing at point one, and they would say yes. You have to go backwards in terms of that. So I always like to get the team together first, um, mm-hmm. and then operationally, usually there's something parallel in terms of where um, someone's going to start to take action.
0: So communicate the goals and measures is step number one, and then step number two
1: is turning those strategic okay. initiatives into targets. And targets are important. Where are you going and, and how are you going to get there? Um, and that's where we're going to get into one of my favorite conversations just next is KPIs, key performance indicators. So what's your target? And then how do you, you put a measurement tool to that?
0: And then what are th- a big picture improvements? It's not thinking about short term. It's thinking about long term, big change.
1: And, and what's important is where do you want to go? How do you see yourself, whether it's a year, two year, three years down the road? And we talked about this either last week or the week before that years ago, strategies used to be 10 years. And usually now they sit around the five year mark because technology has changed. Our, our customer and client profiles have changed dramatically, especially over the past year as well. And um, we've got to make sure that, that we're keeping in pace with that. So if the big picture is one year from now, two years, you know, what does that look like? And be comfortable working towards that goal.
0: And and the key thing is that the strategy has to help the business improve the way that it operates as opposed to just right. fixing what you're already doing.
1: Yeah. You don't want it to be an action just for the sake of action. Sometimes what I'll find is when working with teams or, or you know, CEOs will say, well, we did this and we did that. I said, all you did was check the box. Mm-hmm. We don't want you checking the box. We actually want you moving the needle. And that's the big picture component we're talking about when you, we talk about improvements.
0: I I was saying to you before we got on the call here that I'm reading Dory Clark's book, The Long Game. And so you can change the color of the box in which your product or service comes in. And maybe you see a short term bump. But thinking about scaling long term and who are those partnerships going to be is much bigger than changing the color of the box.
1: That's for sure. And it takes a very fresh mind. And it takes um, almost taking the cobwebs out of what you're thinking and your team's thinking in order to make that jump.
0: Yeah. And so her book really drives home the fact that we need like that psychic space in our calendars to be able to do that big picture thinking as opposed to just being busy, which is, you know, a great bump in your social status, but it doesn't necessarily move the needle. So what exactly is an effective goal?
1: An effective goal is something that you can measure. It's something that you can say that I visibly see a difference from where I started to where I end up. And it could be anywhere from um, revenue goals you know, as well, it could be uh, gross margin goals, it could be product goals in terms of assortments. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of it has to do around the finances, when it comes to marketing, and this is what you're working on, mm-hmm. it's, you know, how, how are you converting your customers at sig- every single point on your website and, and your ads? And how does that work? So by doing that, you're able to make adjustments as you go along. So
0: the what, when, how, who, and then make sure that they're specifically measurable exactly all right short short short-term action items how do you address you know you just said earlier it used to be that we had sight lines of 10 years now we're working with five-year future casting what happens in the one to two-year mark
1: well in that that period of time it's really important to put the foundation in place so for instance if you were in data analytics that data that functional component you want to make sure that you're creating the foundation so you're gathering the data and that it can be distributed um if it's product You know, what does that design team or or research team working on and how can they actually get to market once you're up and running Um, revenue? You know, you're looking at your sales force. What does that look like in business development? Um, Do you have the talent? Do you have um, the vision? And are you able to communicate that through some of your marketing initiatives? And then what is a result statement? A result statement. That is something that says this is what I've achieved and this is where I'm going. And then it keeps you moving forward. And who do you present that to? Well, usually you're presenting it to the entire team. It's really one of the things I did successfully. It was so intuitive for me is when I was purely in business development, I made sure that when I came back from any business development uh, meeting anywhere, I would bring the whole team together and I talked about what was the result of everything that each one of them did. Mm-hmm. That helped get me to where we wanted to, and that was really in revenue. Um, and what happened was by doing that, they were part of the result that we wanted. So it wasn't just it was never just about me because I couldn't do it on my own. It really was about the team, and they got to uh, you know bear the fruit of of those rewards.
0: And then the KPIs, the magic words, selecting the right KPIs, what makes a wrong KPI?
1: Well, if you're if you're selecting it goes back to the same thing, just checking the box. Oh, you know, we bumped up um our sales by two percent. Well, that's great. And there I actually gave a um when I was a senior executive at Macy's and we were at the department level and I oversaw several departments, oh uh, we're up twenty five percent. And I go, Well, that's great, but what's your division up? And, and meaning the department in general across all the board, they said, Well, it's up thirty five percent. And what's your store up? Oh, well, my store is up and I'm making this up now because most stores don't go up that high anymore, you know, 37%. And then what's corporate performance and usually corporate performance because you have um, laggard uh, KPIs, might be below it. But if my team ever said to me, oh, I'm up 35%, but the department's up 37%, I'd say, well, where's your 2% you're losing? Mm-hmm. So that's selecting the right KPIs and, and then understanding how that fits within the scope of, um, you know, the, the total environment that you're working in.
0: I remember reading something that the VP of digital assets at Nike wrote, and she said that one of the most overlooked KPIs is happiness, satisfaction, <laughs> with your employees. Yeah. You know, we often think that things like culture or woo woo, and they're not necessarily going to contribute to your bottom line. But more and more, we're finding that that is actually not the case. And so she said happiness is an overlooked KPI.
1: And that's especially important right now um, in the uh, HR function, that they mm-hmm. are looking at that. They're taking a look at what are all the dynamics that make the individual, the staffing Um, happy you know what makes it whether it's a hybrid commute or uh, or working with different teams you know backing off three days in two days out Um, so every function you can find a KPI the point is you've got to make sure that you're using those to drive the entire business unit
0: all right so let's break down what KPIs are my hairdresser was like KPI what is that (laughs) (laughs) I'll tee that up with you what is a KPI for those who don't know
1: all right. It's um, it's a called a key performance indicator and it's a quantifiable measurement tool that you can track. Um, and it's a, a progress. It's either progress going forward or backwards. You know, certainly we hope that you're always going. Um, it's it tells a story about where you're going and how you get there.
0: All right. So you mentioned you dropped mention of this a minute ago, but an industry KPI. So in other words, my division that sells socks is up 35 percent. The company right. is up by 37%, but then the retail industry is up by X. So that's the industry KPI, isn't
1: it? Yes, it is. It absolutely is. And you take a look at that, because if all of a sudden there's a trend, and and this is what I love so much about fashion, you could see the highs and the lows that went with it. And that's great that, you know, you're in socks, you know, and I know there are points at which we socks um, and they were doing very well because we we're socks. But I will tell you something. If you think about it now, socks have taken on a whole different dimension. Men don't wear socks the way they used to. All right. We do not wear hosiery the way we used to. So it was great to be in socks many years ago, but not the same now.
0: Absolutely. All right. So then now we're going into the kinds of KPIs. If I were sharing this with my hairdresser, Yes. I saw earlier um what's kind of the first thing that a business leader needs to leverage
1: what they really want to do is they want to start leveraging i mean first thing most people want to do is they want to they want to increase their business don't they i mean that's really the two so how do we increase the revenues so it's great to have great revenues then the second one that i always look at is um that what's your net profit so you could be up you know, let's say we're up 35% again with that socks, Um, but your margins are down 35%. That means you're actually giving it all away. You're, mm-hmm. you're actually selling it at a um, decreased margin. So those are the two things because if you're not making profit, all right, mm-hmm. you're not going to stay in business. I mean, that's truly what it is. Although we do find in technology, a lot of them, um, you know, they don't measure that as much as we used to. That used to be like, you know, you got to make a profit. You got to make a profit. The other things are customers. And how, and talking to your hairdresser, you know, is she bringing in new customers? Is she retaining the customers she's already had? What does that look like? So, those are two of those KPIs that I think she should absolutely be looking at.
0: And then KPIs also lead to making better decisions, right? Like, so as I was saying, there's 26 KPIs that I've established with my scale sales coach around my Facebook ads, and now that we've looked at the data and seen exactly where in the funnel folks drop off. I know where to make a decision on making a change. Ultimately, I had to change the free webinar that people were going to see when they came to my landing page. They were coming to the landing page, but something in that video sales letter was not converting them to want to book on my calendar. So at least we were able to make a very educated decision about where the change needed to happen in the whole food chain. Yeah. And then also are the objectives being met? Like, am I getting on a call, a sales call every single day based on, you know, what we have toggled since? Well, that remains to be seen because I just changed it on Monday. But I think that's another big piece.
1: And what's so important is that you you look at it in a way that, you know, what we call them, there, there's sometimes there's trailing indicators, too. And that those trailing indicators are important to understand. Is this something that is trending just today? based Mm -hmm. on something else going on? Or is it something that actually is going to take hold and I need to run with it? Mm -hmm. So I also state that I think you should be um, not only looking at them on a daily basis, but you should be collecting them and taking a look at what that looks like on a trend basis.
0: Right. And from years of reporting business news, there's always leading indicators and lagging indicators, which are a measure of the broader economy. So 10 KPIs, why 10? Well, you know, one
1: of the things that, as you were talking about how many you're working on, Um, if you, and I'm talking about if you as a leader, um, have too many, what happens is you tend not to focus. So if you have the top 10 and you go from there, usually what will happen is if you have a subset of another 10, um, those will fall into place based on the top 10 being focused on. It also allows the the functional components of your business or your organization or or where you're thinking to become really strong. And you want to build up those KPIs so that they actually help carry the business.
0: And those functions are financial revenue growth, net profit margin, customer satisfaction or customer turnover, um, operations, time to market, the average order or the average time it takes to fulfill an order yep. and then talent management. How many folks are
1: you retaining? How many folks are leaving? Yeah. And that's important too, because in a business that's looking as part of a long-term strategy, if you're churning too many, that intellectual property actually goes away with them and you mm-hmm. don't want that, but you also want new talent to come in and bringing new ideas. So to have a mix um, is really, really critical.
0: I was having a conversation with one of my members who's at Merrill Lynch and she's trying to, she's been saddled with the task of diversity hires and she was trying to put together a panel on leadership and get diverse employees. And she realized that there's no diverse employees. So it's really putting a big spotlight on the state of what's going on at a big bank in America right now. Yeah. yeah. All right. Step three is the language for sharing strategy with team members. Okay, here's where the rubber hits the road because you got to tackle the how. We've come up with this fantastic
1: strategy, but now how are we going to be successful? And yet, those are the key questions: How are we going to do it? It's it's you know once again taking a look at the bandwidth. We talked about bandwidth last last week, making sure that you're really super honest with yourself. Do I have it? Um, And then what is what is the best business model? So business models change. And not every company has the same business model. And the point Mm -hmm. is, is it, you know, in some cases, is it, you know, just revenue at a high level um, service? You take a look at a Nordstrom, you take a look at um, Bloomingdale's. They're about the service. Then you go to Walmart. We know what that is. It's all about the price. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to get there? And what how do you fit within that market? So
0: there's the broad market scope. There is the limited market scope. So in other words, socks, if we were in return of that example, would be the accessories market, I guess. And then what is your a unique competitive advantage? compared to other socks makers in the on the right. planet. Right.
1: So, so it may be, you know, it may be, um, you know, knee socks, or you see like the big uh, knee socks that seem to be coming back now. Not a lot, but, you know, there's that. And how much of that within the market, and that's a narrow scope. That's your narrow scope within the sock market, and maybe mm-hmm. a product scope.
0: Got it. All right. So now you have to establish some general methods on how your vision is going to come into reality. How are you going to, in fact, execute on your strategy?
1: And that's really important that everyone pull together and say, OK, here's the timeline. Here's what I've got going for me. And now once again, get going back to the how, how am I going to get there? So what are the short term goals and tasks that need to happen in order to move that needle? You need to be very clear about that. And we were just talking about this at a meeting, in my one-hour meeting that went into three hours this morning. We talked about the this staff shortage where people, um, product shortages, you know, technology shortages, staff shortages, talent shortages, all of that is still in a state of where you are, how. If you don't have it, you're got, going to figure that out. That's really where the challenge is in this day and age. Um, We know
0: know that supply chain is really threatening our economy right now. It's not going as we thought it was going to be.
1: And actually the Apple, I just read something this morning, Apple um, on the new 13, the Apple 13 phone, they cut their order by 10 million million pieces of the Mm -hmm. Apple 13 because of chips. So there you go. I mean, they had a strategy, but they didn't have the supply component to it that's going to make it work.
0: So the next step is to select those five to 10 KPIs that you're going to use to manage the performance. Going back to SWOT analysis, what are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and what was T? Threats.
1: Threats. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah. (laughs) To set priorities and create traction, and then evaluate the options that you've prioritized and identify the ones that create the best, best benefit and best achieve the mission and the vision of your organization.
1: So if we were to go back to this Apple scenario I just talked about where they might not be able to get product um, out as much, you know, by going down 10 million units, they may be able to create a service that will still keep them connected to potential customers in the future. So that may be a good way that they can still create some kind of traction, some kind of hold to it um, while they're working on the, um, the lack of uh, technology components at this time.
0: We're getting some American company to produce their chips, right? They're probably not. I'm sure they're working on that too. All right. The long-term strategic objectives as we're bringing this episode home. And let's use Amazon as an example. Um, What would you say are some of the, you know, sort of pieces that nest underneath
1: this? Well, right now we know that um, Amazon's primary goal is to create a seamless link between the digital and the brick and mortar shopping that has gone on. That's period. That's what they talk about all of the time. Mm -hmm. And we see that actually increasing every, you know, with every new conversation around Amazon in terms of opening up more brick and mortar stores as well, purchasing, um, you know, other retail operations as well. Um, Their short-term strategy is a detailed action by what the platforms are going to look like and how are they going to get there. So Amazon has done this, but, you know, I have to say, you know, I've never worked for Amazon in my Mm -hmm. next life. I, I hope that I come back and, and I have that opportunity if I still have the uh, the same, you know, retail mind. Um, but they're constantly looking at what's the long term and how what do they have to do today in order to gain that traction? And that is their short term um, goals and action plan.
0: All right. So then you've got to operationalize your objectives. Yes. Set annual mi- milestones, year one operational plan, month, uh, wh- how are you going to monitor and, and staff up for this? How are you going to monitor at a board level and how do
1: you adjust? Um, wh- what would you say you needed to add to any of that? Well, I think what's really important here is that this sounds so much like it's like, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do all this and still create what I want to create in the strategy. The point is that it is important to talk about it. It's important to evaluate it at the board level where they're actually, you know, giving the um, the ability to spend money or, or re, you know, refund the money in certain ways. And they have to be aware of that. Um, they also come, most board members come with a, a broader uh, bandwidth in terms of what are other industries doing? What are they doing to get over some of these hurdles? Um, working with your staff, that's important Just to let them know that, you know, they're either on track or not on track. And I have found that really talented staff, they want to share the solutions. And that is mm-hmm. so key to keeping them involved in terms of the success.
0: One of my members uh, was going into her first trade show post pandemic, and we had workshopped a solution on what to improve going into those front lines. And for the first time she interviewed all of her employees for one hour, asked for their input on what, where the gaps were, what are the pain points when they're dealing with the buyers at these trade shows implemented all of their suggestions and they had their highest revenue generating year, but it was because it was a co-creation
1: between those who were on the front lines and the owners. Yeah, And what's important, I always love to get, you know, the solutions from, you know, the bottom up, going up, because they're out there, they're listening, they're seeing if it, if it is a, a production base, they can see in production where there may be, you know, some benefits to trimming, you know, some of the time or whatever that, you know, whatever, the, it depends on where you are from a production time point of view. But they often come up with, a point of solution that isn't like millions of dollars. It's, mm-hmm. It might be just a simple turn of the knob solution that, that you know you can bring forward. What are we talking about next week, Kathy? Well, we're actually, you know, we talked a lot about strategy. We talked a lot about theory. We talked a lot about, you know, cascading this down. We're actually going to take a look at um, some best known strategies that are currently working in business today, and we're going to get some uh, real good case studies going, and we're going to talk about that.
0: Awesome. And Kathy, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you?
1: All right. You can um, email me at stewart kathy, kathy at, AOL, uh, at, AOL, at gmail.com. And it's S-T-U-A-R-T-K-A-T-H-I-E at Gmail or my cell phone, 609-933-7600.
0: AOL. I haven't heard that in a while.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's <laughs> how tired I am.
0: And you can always get a hold of me at joya at joyadas.com. I am launching the very next cohort of my public speaking masterclass, which is why I'm running Facebook ads. But this is designed for any corporate woman that wants to be able to build a personal brand and tell stories about what makes them great. And I will help you to do that. In fact, I'm teaching a class tonight, Kathy. Until then, we'll see you. Have a great week. Thanks, Joya. Bye. Bye now.